0: Hello, listeners, and welcome. 12 Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes
1: Otis.
2: Let's jump right into it. Let's introduce our players. We'll start with Terry. Oh, hello.
3: I'm Terry Gamble. I play Alize Carew. I'm a shopkeeper. Not as much anymore. I'm kind of busy right now.
4: Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello everyone. I'm Kelsey Osborne and I am playing Maggie Cooper, who like really can't seem to just not have people trying to kill her recently. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. It's a thing. It's, <laughs> it's a, a thing, thing that's happening.
5: I am Mac Beauvais.
4: I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who
5: is very unhappy about a recent family reunion.
0: And I'm Michelle Otis, and I'm playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire (laughs) Penbottoms.
2: Okay, so last episode, we had a lot of things happening. First, Ethel found herself in a dreamscape where she talked to Easter, who told her where Mabel was staying, a warehouse near the East End. When she woke up, they both went out to go find Mabel and hopefully the book. They were chased down by members of Alizé's pack. Alizé had previously that night spoken with one of her pack brothers. The Horn God basically made it possible for Alizé to sense that Ethel was in trouble with her former pack. And so Alizé went to her aid After they got rid of the wolves, they then went off to find Mabel at the warehouse where all this magical things were happening. Um, They were basically had just gotten done with some kind of ritual where they had sacrificed a bunch of people and were floating in the center of the room in a catatonic or suspended state. Alizé stole the book back and they both escaped. The next morning, Eugenia got a letter from a former lover asking if they could go to lunch. She hasn't spoken to this gentleman in several years, so it kind of threw her off. Then they realized that they hadn't talked to Wilford in a long time, so Eugenia, Alizé, and Maggie went out to go find out what happened to them. When they got to Wilford's apartment, they found that Wilford had been shot, as well as Rick, while they were in bed together, left uh, to basically rot. And that was the end of the show. You were supposed to meet with Lord McNevin this morning, Eugenia, so let's start with that. How do you dress?
4: He's asking what you're wearing. What you wear. wearing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Describe your bustle, your hoop
0: skirt, your. 14 layers of clothing, darling. <laughs> Slut. So, so,
1: so scandalous, so few. Oh,
5: let me see that it's angle. It's
3: summer. No, I don't know what time is. Don't go out it. with less than 20.
2: <laughs> well, um. Do you dress like any differently than you would normally dress?
0: Perhaps an extra spritz of perfume.
1: Okay.
2: All right. But nothing to cause suspicion, right? Let's not be garish, darling. (laughs) (laughs) You get to this cafe that the note has said, and standing out front is Lord McNevin. You haven't seen him in a very long time. He looks good for his age. He looks like he's kept his health up, and he's losing his hair a little bit, but not too bad, and... Ah, there you are, lass. As beautiful as ever. I'm so honored that you accepted my invitation. Yes, it was quite a surprise. Aye, aye. It's been a long time. Uh, What I have to talk to you about is a a bit sensitive, and I don't want anybody around here hearing what I've got to say. So, uh, would you mind if we uh, went for a walk? I had a bit of a conversation?
0: Well, well, all right. It's, it's quite, quite different. Well, I don't want to make you
2: feel odd.
1: Well, uh, uh,
0: it's one thing for me to be seen having brunch with an old friend, but to be walking with a gentleman. That's something quite different.
2: Alas, I see your point. Let's, let's go in. Get some food. So you guys go in and you sit down. And it's relatively busy. Andy says, what's with all the strange people in the masks?
0: I don't quite know how to explain it, but um, let's just say there's sort of a, a cultish following developing. Just I... avoid them at all costs.
2: I, I will, I will. So the reason I needed to talk to you, I, I need to tell you a story about my wife and my children. See, they recently passed under strange circumstances.
0: Oh dear, I'm so sorry.
2: Aye, thank you. Now, as I said, it's it, the way that they passed was very strange, and I'm hoping you'll be open-minded to the story, because it's all true. Very Well. The family and I had just finished dinner, and we decided to go out on the porch and enjoy a beautiful Scottish night. It was wonderful out, only a hint of rain. It was just me and my wife and my two sons. No one else around for miles, it was perfect. So at some point I went back inside to get my pipe, and as I was looking for it, the door slammed shut. I didn't think about it because I thought it was the wind, but when I went to the door and tried to open it, it would not open. So when I went to the window to look what was going on outside, I saw a white figure making its way across the moors. It looked like uh, some kind of woman in white floating off the ground. It started to come towards our porch very quickly. I tried everything to open the door. I I couldn't. It would not open. And that's when it came up on the porch, and, and it took my children and my wife. They just vanished.
0: Oh, I'm so terribly sorry. What? I... Do you believe me,
2: though? I know it's a far-fetched story, but it's true, and... We haven't seen each other in so long I just pop up out of the blue after 20 years And tell you this fantastic story My kids are dead and my wife is dead I know it's weird
0: You've no idea what I've been through Over the last six or seven months Um, I've seen some very strange things myself So it does not surprise me it does surprise me that it would happen so far north. Let me ask you, um do you know anyone who has been reading or, or practicing the occult? No, no, I have not. Have you seen any other strange things prior to that or after? No, it's... I, I mean,
2: you know, I've heard stories of ghosts and wolves and things, stay off the moors and all that stuff, but I haven't actually seen anybody. But that's not only the reason why I'm here. Unfortunately, I have to talk to you about something that's a bit delicate. And that wasn't? I'm afraid not. No, that wasn't the the worst of it, no. Um, Remember when we were together, you were betrothed to me, We were going to get married, and your mother decided she didn't want you to marry a Scotsman. Even though I'm a full lord, I mean, really, she gets you married off some southerner. I forgot his name again. Robert. I Robert, yes. Well, remember the night that your mother told you that you could not marry me and you came over anyway against her wishes? It was a stormy Scottish night with a warm barn... Hey, everything was perfect, at least I felt that it was perfect. It's a wonderful night. Do you remember that night? Not at all. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you got married not very long after that night. And then you had a son not long after that. I see. Look, I wouldn't be bringing any of this up if it wasn't for the fact that I don't have a family anymore, and no kids Nobody. The line ends with me now. And I have no one to pass on anything to. So I need to know if if your oldest could be mine. Well... Are you sure you don't remember that night? I can't forget it. It's, it stayed with me all these years.
0: A lady doesn't remember things that happened before she was married.
2: Well, that's a shame.
0: At least she tries not to.
2: Aye, but there's nothing wrong with the past, dear. At least the one that we had. It was good times.
0: So, but even if he were... I'll have to think on the timing. But even if he were, how would we even prove that? Or disprove it? I'm not sure,
2: lass, I I haven't figured out all of it. And the only reason I I bring it up, like I said, is there's nobody else. My family has been in that house for 800 years. My title, my belongings, everything would just be gone. Everything. I can't let that happen. And I need your help. I have one more question, and you, you might think it odd. <laughs> After what I put you through already? Nah, there won't be anything odd about it. Go ahead.
0: Um, how long has it been since you've spoken with or had contact with Lord or Lady Tillis?
2: I, uh, let me see. It's been about five years since the last time I was in London, but... I think I saw them at some function. I, I tend to avoid Lord Tillis. He's, he's a bit of a wanker.
0: Yes, I think we all know that. But did... Was there mention that your sons would have been the last of your line?
2: It's not something I advertise. i not go around and go, look, these are my two boys. If they die, we're done. <laughs> it's not really a conversation I have.
0: No, but it is a conversation which would have stuck out.
2: True. But is there a reason why you think they'd
0: be uh, involved? Well, this cult of which you see all the people with masks. Right. It's sort of connected.
2: Well, I wanted to know how. I haven't been in London in a long time. But, I'm gonna be here for a few weeks. and I'd appreciate it if you thought on what I'm saying. If there's any way we can work something out, I, I know it's a lot to ask. Maybe you can come by and visit.
0: Thank you, I, I will think about it.
2: It's been nice seeing you. And if you come by and visit me, now you'll remember things because you're married.
0: Oh, shame on you. My
2: apologies, dear. It was good to see you. It
0: was good to see you, too.
2: All right, so Alizé and Ethel, you guys wake up and you find that Eugenia is already gone. She's already done her thing. I don't know. Would you guys have... Obviously, you have the book back. You guys had this whole little side adventure thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what kind of... Would you have a conversation? Oh, yeah.
3: I've told I mean, told her all the things that I saw as okay. well because that was crazy. Okay. Um, there's people levitating and whatnot and uh, a lot of dark things are happening.
5: Yeah. Would you lock yourself back up that night?
3: Um... I don't know if I would have locked myself back up, but I'm, that's my room now, so.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah. Because I
5: feel like mm-hmm. I could see them chatting late into the night and Ethel going through the mm-hmm. book and actually falling asleep, mm-hmm. like, propped with against the wall.
3: Muzzled with her little <laughs> <wolf> friend.
2: <laughs> guys um, had a long night. <laughs> so, after this experience and you've you've given the information to each other... Uh, what kind of... It, have you formulated any kind of thoughts on a plan?
1: <laughs>
2: That's an overarching like plan. Do we, have, <laughs> do we have bullet points on how to make that happen?
5: Step one, get good weapon. <laughs> Step two, <laughs> kill me. I was them. like, I'm right here.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to help. <laughs> if you need a little help of disposal...
5: Hmm. I'm not sure that method of disposal would be quite helpful to either of us.
2: True, but... It's still disposal. <laughs>
5: it's, it's a start. <laughs> I do not think that you want the death of Mabel on your head.
3: No, I don't. Back to square one.
5: Perhaps there's more in this book, and uh I'm going to spend some more time... Some spells? With it, yes. All right, well, let me know if
3: I can be of any service. I'm going to take a nap. I'm still knackered.
1: <laughs>
2: All right, Maggie.
1: Mm.
2: You wake up, and you're heading down to the kitchen to get tea and whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you get down there, you notice that the door is wide open
4: I definitely don't have any PTSD from the kitchen now so that's (laughs) fine and
2: there's a note sitting on the table
4: um I mean I don't know that it would be my instinct to go and pick up a note because I can't read true and I'm going to go see if I can find somebody in the house. Okay. So I'm going to go see if I can track down maybe Ethel. Well, actually, with
5: Alizé taking a nap, I feel like Ethel would probably be pouring over the book, you know, and coming
4: downstairs mm. to have
5: some breakfast sure, while she works. pours over the book.
4: Yeah. Okay.
2: So you, you walk downstairs and Maggie's walking upstairs from the kitchen.
4: Oh, um, Ethel, I'm, I'm so glad to see you. Um, no one is in the kitchen. I, I can't seem to find anyone and... I don't know, there was a note, but I can't really make it out.
5: Oh, and it appears there's some blood on it. That is...
4: all too commonplace lately. Yeah, I found that a bit disturbing as well.
2: The note says, I've got the girl. Come to the East End.
4: Wait. Do you think it means Lucy? Uh, I can only assume. I I, I have to go. I, I've, I've got to find Lucy. It, oh my god, I think... I think Craggy may have taken Lucy. He... Oh my god, I wish I had killed him in that alley.
5: And he is not going to
4: stop causing trouble. Uh, I've got to go. Uh, um, I'm going to go um, see if I can cr- track down Craggy. Um, you should not go alone. I have to go. He's going to kill her.
5: I will accompany
4: you. Alright, um, get your pistol. I've got I'm gonna go upstairs and, and get my pistol and my knife.
2: Alize, you fall asleep and you wake up in this flower laden field with beautiful trees just off into the distance. Oh no. <sighs> and a a few feet away from you is a into
5: that and uh, this is how you got in trouble in the
3: first place. (laughs) i'm so sorry i was just thinking about this episode of snl and they have anyway (laughs) (laughs) these girls that are specifically they're just really into mr timness and like they like go to england and like it's brilliant anyway for those of you out there like me who are very into this (laughs) check
4: that sketch out it's very good so
2: He's standing there and he's got a uh, flower crown on and these large horns.
4: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you got to have the large horns. He
2: does this uh, really deep bow and says, uh, Milady, will you follow me to speak with the king?
3: Uh, probably not a great idea, but. Uh,
2: oh, he really wants here we to go. speak with you. Here we go. Sure.
3: I have some business with him as well.
2: All right. So you follow him into the woods and there's. And
3: there's a guest
2: and there's this clearing with two large thrones the parts of the thrones are made out of antler horns and Sir Nuno's is standing next to the throne and he puts his hand out to you would you like me to interpret for you sure I'm going to need it I think the king wishes you to sit on the throne with him. Definitely not. He kind of looks up at... I'm guessing this is
3: probably more of a command than than
2: a question. He says that he understands that you feel like you're being commanded to do everything. No, he doesn't understand. But that he is willing to make you a, a regent like him. <laughs> the if things you're, If you're willing to stay. No, I'm not. You're not? I'm no long.
3: no, I'm no longer willing to stay in this this imaginary, imaginary
2: <laughs> this place. What is imaginary about this place?
3: Everything. It's not real.
2: It's very real, madam.
3: It only appears when I'm sleeping or passed out. No, it's not real.
2: You've never seen the king when you are in the waking world? Of course I've seen him in the waking world. So how is he, a fantasy then?
3: (sighs) I don't want it anymore. I want to be set free.
2: Senoros looks at you for a moment. He walks over and he picks up one of the antler horns and he hands it to you. The king is aware of your plans. If you wish, you may free yourself from the wild. If you find your bind so hard and so unwanted, he will let you go.
3: Just like that? I don't think it'll be that easy. Will that mean I have to die?
2: No. But you will have to kill him. Or at least in this reality, as you say. Oh no. He does love you. How is his marriage proposal any different than the one you got from the mortal?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. No, I did. I did mean to laugh. It's completely different. Is I it? wasn't forced to become something that I wasn't for... Benny loved me for me. This creature wants me to be a creature along with him. He's a god. He's a creature. God to you maybe, creature to me. I, I, I can't stay here. I don't belong. I have too much pulling me on the other side. It's farewell. And I run. You're
2: going to stab him? It's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna try. You run and he doesn't move and he lets you plunge this antler into him. And this wave of blood comes out from the wound and it covers you. You start to fall backwards. Your mind Starts to split as the wolf part of you starts to separate from the human part of you. I need you to make a sand check.
1: Yeah, I'm oh, crazy oh, now. Oh, oh, I was oh, like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, I'm all right. Twenty.
2: Okay, so you still take one point because.
5: Well, ah, oh, right. <laughs> oh, that wasn't so bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wait, the blood? That's not so bad. That's
5: okay. I had to bite my tongue so I didn't start singing. He uses antlers in all of his decorations. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a my guy. guy, guy. guy. <laughs> 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 Alright,
2: so when you fall back and you feel this splitting of the minds of your wolf mind from your mortal mind, mm-hmm you for the first time feel like you did before you had the wolf and before you were a hunter and before you had you know that that inner predator feel and you look a few feet away from you and in the blood is a wolf and it starts to come to and the satyr says queen of food you've made your choice I would I would run.
3: Queen or food? You didn't tell me (laughs) though (laughs) that...
2: So you book it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, And as you're running out, you notice Sir Nuno's lying on the ground in this large pool of black liquid and he starts to kind of fade into it. And you, even though you know you're making the right choice, I'm sure that part of you must feel something.
3: I feel alone right away, like I lost a part of myself that had become integral to part of my being, and like I lost a friend and a lover, but it was all-consuming. And I do, as I start to run, I'm terrified, but I'm also exhilarated again and reinvigorated, kind of like I was when I was turned originally, but with a new force and vigor that sets me free. And I run like the mother
2: freaking (laughs)
1: wind. Okay,
2: so we'll get back to the chase in just a second. I'm not going to have you get home at the exact same time as they are leaving in Eugenia, but after he tells you this, after uh, Lord McNevin leaves... What do you do? Like, do you go directly home? Do you...
0: Is there anything you want to do? I think um, she goes home, but she walks. So she can think. She doesn't take a coach. So as you're walking,
2: you notice down one of the alleyways, a man in a rabbit's mask, and he is running from a woman in a wolf's mask. And the woman jumps up in the air, takes out a knife, and plunges it into his throat just a few feet away from the actual street. And no one else seems to notice or even react except for you. She just starts eating his throat and kind of tearing into him. And eating him there in the middle of the alleyway.
0: Oh, wow. I don't even know... I mean, I, I look around, no one, and other people could have seen it. They just, they look, and then they just keep walking. Are, do they all have masks? No. Do they see me? The, the woman who just attacked the rabbit? She's guy. not paying attention to you. She's
2: got a muzzle full of blood.
4: Um, I slowly back away before I run.
2: <laughs> okay. That's as a good
4: band name, muzzle
1: full of blood. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so as you're backing away, you start feeling the ground shake a little bit, you notice a another building starts to shake not far away and a, a second tree starts to come up through <gasps> it. No. Yes. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you want to do? I need to find the girls, so I'm going to run towards my house or at least hail a cab. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you you make it
2: back to the house, and you search everywhere, and the house is empty. At some point, Godfrey comes through the front door while you're going through all the different rooms looking for people. Alizé is not in her cage. Maggie's not in her room. Ethel's not there. None of the staff is there, except for Godfrey. So he walks down. Oh, uh, hi, Mama. Uh, uh, You okay? Godfrey, where is everyone? Well, let's see. Uh, Mrs. Finch went out to get food this morning. The girls should be downstairs getting lunch ready with the other... I forget their names. Anyway, and then your husband left about... I don't know, early this morning to go down to the docks to do some work with the uh, importers. And then the the, the young lady of the night was here for a little while. And she left in a haste with the other one that's a little creepy. uh, The the girl that's always reading and and, uh, um, uh, mumbling things. Mrs. Prendergast. That's her last name? Oh, dear Lord, what kind of a butler are you? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know I had to learn the new people's names. I just figured I'd give them what they needed and... Godfrey. They're not the same level as you and
0: the general, right? I mean... Mrs. Prendergast is. Well, so I don't... I have to learn And the others name. are my friends... <laughs> All right,
2: fine. I'll learn the lady of the night's name. But she, both her and the, the Mrs. Pendergast. Miss
0: Cooper. Miss Cooper, they left. Quickly. I suggest you write the names down. Oh, I have a still. Lest trap you forget them as much as you've f- forgotten how to buttle.
2: Wow, there's no need to be rude. I, I buttle just fine. I buttle all the time.
0: <laughs> Any Hello. idea where Miss Cooper and Miss Prendergast went? I didn't know the names before
2: you told me. Do you think I asked them where they went? Do you know where they went, Godfrey? No, not at all. He starts limping like... Like, you notice he's exaggerating his limp a little bit. <laughs> I'll go try to find them. Oh, don't. Don't what,
0: ma'am? Don't act like a child. How am I acting like a child? I've no time to argue. Um, call me a cab. Yes, ma'am.
2: He goes outside.
5: I could see the flicker on your face of, you're a cab.
0: (laughs) Punch. (laughs)
1: Punch.
0: Oh Godfrey would be so sacked.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Buttling days would be over. <laughs> Buttle this. <Butthole> this.
2: <laughs> Alize. Yes. Y- you are running. You know that this four legged wolf can outrun you. You also, though, know they can't climb trees.
3: Oh, do I have to end
2: up t- up a tree? That's. Oh. I mean, you can try. You can go for the open field and try to outrun them. No, towards I don't the think portal. an open
3: field would be great. Oh, but I have to get to the portal.
2: You have to get to the portal.
3: All right. So. Oh, it's going to eat me! I keep trying to think that there's got to be another plan, like maybe a zigzag. You know, and
4: outsmart.
2: Serpentine, serpentine. <laughs>
3: serpentine, right? Get a big stick. Right. And I domesticate it somehow and make it play fetch.
1: (laughs) That's
2: what's in my mind. Um, Right, so... Do you want to look for, like, a stick or something or some kind of... Because you are in the woods. I am in the woods. I was
3: looking for, like, a rock formation or some sort of rocks. Yeah, you can find a
2: rock.
3: To throw. Okay. And I find some nice throwing rocks because I know that I can't outrun the animal, but I can outsmart the animal. So yeah, you I s- do go in a serpentine pattern <laughs> and find some rocks <laughs> Okay, and throw so, some, um, some rocks to try to obstruct. I don't want to hurt it, but I do want to make sure that I scare it maybe another direction.
2: All right. So you run up to this rock form, like this mm. bunch of rocks that are just mm-hmm. kind of laying around. And um, you grab... A rock, so you're just trying to scare it.
3: I want to scare it so it doesn't continue to follow me so I can get to the portal. Okay, I don't want to kill it, I feel like that'd be murdering a part of myself.
2: So, I think that instead of having you roll to see if you like hit it or whatever, mm-hmm. I think this is a more of an intimidate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you roll against your intimidation?
3: It's not very good, so it's gonna be fun. I'm not very intimidating, and now that I'm not a wolf anymore, I'm definitely not very intimidating. Oh, <gasps> I made the roll. What'd you get? I rolled a three. Oh! More intimidating oh. as heck. And okay. my intimidation was 18.
2: Put a mark next to it. Tell me how you scare this wolf with your incredible roll. Well,
3: you know, um, as you do, you're intimidating. <laughs> um, no, I um, grabbed... <laughs> grabbed um, like, the most perfect, like, jagged little little rocks. And um, not too little. Enough, like, palm-sized little, like, rock. Um, and I was able to um, first distract it. Because it th- I don't think he anticipated me turning around and no. being able to attack in any type of way. And I... Made myself big, because I guess I learned some things from this wolf. <laughs> Made myself big mm-hmm. as I could. Bared my teeth and, and my hands, and then through the rock. Um, I think I, I didn't mean to hurt it, but I got a little bit of it in the eye. Right. And, um, you
2: grazed it good. I grazed
3: its eye, and that, I think, was enough to scratch. And then I'm able to turn around and get to this
2: portal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you come through the portal... And you find yourself back in the cage, and you're covered in blood, mm-hmm. and of course naked, because Sir Nenos doesn't really do clothes. <laughs> um, I get it. <laughs> and you notice that the keys are on the table, not far away, but the door is locked to the cage.
3: Okay, so I go get the keys.
2: The keys are across.
3: Oh, I can't get out of the cage? You can't get out of the cage. (gasps) Oh, great. So I yell to see if anyone's in the house.
2: Okay. After a a few moments, Godfrey opens the door. Oh, dear Lord! Ma'am, can you please (laughs) put something on? I would love to, but I'm
3: trapped in this cage. Could you please open it
2: this post is becoming more and more oh, I understand I
3: appreciate you getting over yourself so you can help me out of here
2: today has been very bizarre here, here's the keys I uh, will be down if you need anything Um, uh, good day Mark's Out. <laughs> thank you keys. cheers And that's where we're going to end this particular He's had a episode. Day. <laughs> yeah, he <has> a day. <laughs> this is actually a good spot for us to end. Thank you all so much for, for listening. I just want to talk about Patreon real quick. We have a bunch of new levels on Patreon where you can get buttons and T-shirts and all these different things. If you've seen some of the artwork that we've put up online, like of Alizé's Wolf and the people in the masks and and all of that I we're going to be making those into shirts for our patreon backers um, and we're also going to be doing buttons we also have a, th- a level where you can play a game with me online um, which is cool what? and but what? <laughs> um, there's a lot of great things on there that we've we've added on uh, you also get content and everything else before everybody else like today I put out episode 15 literally eight days before it actually comes out to the general populace Ooh. so that's cool um so anyway check that out just type in 12-sided stories and we will pop up um and uh you know that'd be really cool your support is always always helpful now let's uh, talk about social media we'll start with terry
3: oh hello i'm terry gamble i played alizé Carew and not a wolf anymore oh my god
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> what's gonna happen I don't, I don't know i feel so different um you can follow me at the terry gamble on all the social medias um or find me at terry yeah hello
4: hello um i don't know what i'm doing uh kelsey osborne you can follow me on the socials on twitter and instagram at kelsey kelsum k-e-l-s-e-y k-e-l-s-e-m I'm Chicken Dickens.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just kidding. I am Mac
5: Beauvais and I was playing Ethel Prendergast. And you can find me on the social medias as at Strange Like That.
0: And I'm Michelle Otis, and I play Eugenia Penbottom. And you can find me on the socials um, at Michulhu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U.
2: And I am Wes Otis. Um, I am Plate Mail Games on Twitter. You can also find us on BattleBards and on Drive RPGs. if you would like to check out our sound library that you can get there to add to your own games. We really appreciate you listening, and we'll speak at you soon. Bye.